please can you remind me if you'll if you'll be so kind staring out into space asking god to hear my case trying to think of all things past how long will my memory last with purple angel Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host of the show and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks, Lori LeBay. And I just landed back in Minnesota again, and it looks like fall is going to be rolling in. For those of you that are new um, and don't know anything about Alzheimer's Speaks, I'm just going to take a few minutes to let you know who we are and what we do. Basically, Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. We believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having everyday conversations like we're going to do today, we can remove the, the myths and the stigmas attached to memory loss, and we can help people live a good life, continuing uh, to fulfill and live with purpose. Uh, and that's what all of us want. Together, we can help everyone understand the true needs of this disease and, um, and build a dementia-friendly community around the world. At our core, we, we also believe that collaboration is the only way we're going to win this battle. You see, there's no cure. They really don't even know what causes it at this point, and money is going to research which needs to happen. But in the meantime, there are millions of people around the world um, who are diagnosed with this disease, and this is not a disease of one. This is a disease of society. In fact, the new statistic uh, that just came out this last month says that every 3.2 seconds, somebody in the world is being diagnosed with dementia. And the scary part is, we know that a lot of people still are not getting diagnosed, and so that number will probably uh, fall even a little bit more. So I want to thank each of you who are listening to the show, who take that few seconds to like us and share us on Facebook Share us with your Twitter tribe, your LinkedIn colleagues, because by doing that, um, you allowed Alzheimer's Speaks uh, voice to raise. And we were named the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's, according to Share Care and Dr. Oz. And we could not have done that without you. So know that there is power in what you can do, just sitting at your desk or riding a bus and, and using your phone by sharing information. I believe that the more information available, the more likely people will grab it when they're ready. Because like any disease, um, it can be very uncomfortable, and people have to be ready to jump on, on board. So again, thank you so much for helping us spread the word. I know what it's like to, to live with dementia. My mom had the disease for 30 years, and I truly believe that that's going to be a more common number that we hear in terms of how long somebody can have this disease. We are now hearing from doctors uh, saying once someone is diagnosed, most of them have had symptoms 10 to 15 years prior. So we're just at the beginning stages of putting this puzzle together, and I appreciate your help and your cooperation in that. 
Before I introduce our first guest, who uh, is on the other side of the pond, all the way from the UK uh, today, I do want to give a shout out to a few really important organizations, ones that I don't think everybody knows about. The first is Alzheimer's Disease International. They are the association of all associations all around the world, or all Alzheimer's associations around the world. And they do some great global reports. They have annual conferences all around the world. And they are making great strides at making significant changes in our care culture all around the world. So check them out. The Alzheimer's team is a wonderful resource, and they work on clinical trials uh, to help battle Alzheimer's for family and for friends. They really want to reshape um, Alzheimer's treatments. And you can be part of that global research with no cost to you. Um, just go to the Alzheimer's team on Facebook, or you can find them even on my homepage at alzheimerspeaks.com. Many people are looking at for holistic approaches, and I'm a firm believer we need all information out there so that you can pick and choose what works for you. And one of my favorite organizations is the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. They focus on food and diet and exercise and, and meditation. And um, the other thing that a lot of people don't know is how many types of dementia are out there. And dementia is that umbrella term that is used uh, to describe symptoms. I say it's kind of like a cold. With a cold, you can have a cough and sneezing and um, sore throat and fever and, and a, a whole bunch of symptoms. And it's labeled a cold. Um, dementia is the same way. There are many different sets of symptoms. So Alzheimer's is the most common. Lewy body dementia is another. Um, frontal temporal uh, dementia is, is another. Vascular. And those are probably the most common ones that we hear about. Um, but no one really knows for sure how many types of dementia there are because our research doesn't work totally together on a global basis. So I've heard anywhere from 60 to 180 different types, and my guess is there's probably even more than that. Um, who else do I want to give a shout-out to? The Dementia Action Alliance is a new national group who is really very person-centered, doing wonderful, wonderful work. And, um, you know, you can, you can get um, some white papers. One is called Words That Matter. We just did a, a survey um, of characters partners and people with dementia with uh, information that we're going to be summarizing and sending out very shortly uh, for people to utilize all around the world. And then last, of course, is the Purple Angel. The Purple Angel is a magnificent um, symbol that globalizes all types of dementias. It's in over 17 countries, and it's just a baby at birth, basically. Um, and it allows individuals and companies alike to utilize a symbol to bring us together. We want this symbol to be as well-known as the pink ribbon is for cancer. And you can just go to alzheimerspeaks.com, scroll down on our, on our um, homepage, and click on the purple angel, and it'll bring you right to where the information is that we can send to you. So let me introduce our next guest. I'm so excited to have her with us. Um, the book she has written is called Grandma, and it's, it's, it's just illustrated um, in just a, a marvelous way. It's won many awards. And Jessica Shepard has been working in a variety of care roles and writing children's books. Um, 
for a while now. She studied illustrations at the University College of Falmouth in the UK in 2012, and she has a special interest in helping people live happy lives, and she wants her books to do the same, and I think she's right on track. So welcome to the show, Jessica. How are you today? Thank you, Laurie. Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to join you. Well, I appreciate so much that you sent me a copy of your book because it's so much easier for me to have a conversation when I can sit and hold the book and, and look at it, and I can actually test it out with my own grandchildren um, who, who really adored this book. I have to say the size, the color, uh, the fonts, and everything used are just wonderful. It's really, as a person reading to children, it's, it's very easy to sit and have them on your lap and read it or to kind of do the show-and-tell thing, um, the way you've sized the book. And um, so um, good job. Good, good job there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Before we get started, I always like to ask our guests one question, and um, it just gives our audience a base um, in terms of where you're coming from and how did you get involved in terms of dementia. And that question is, Jessica, have you been touched personally by family or friends who are dealing with dementia? Um, I uh, developed a friend who, who, well, I developed many friends who had, had dementia. Um, my experience with dementia um, was becoming, while I was studying uh, my illustration degree, as you said, um, I became a a care assistant in a care home um, local to my where my course is based. Um, and, yeah, so uh, uh, that there began my experience. Um, and then when I moved from university back to the northeast, I became a companion um, for a lady living with Alzheimer's. Uh, so she, I became very close to her and um, her family. Uh, and so, yeah, the experience became very personal for me there because I felt very included in the family, you know, and she, yeah, she became like a surrogate grandma almost. Okay. Now, was she kind of the spark behind this book or, or does it go deeper than that? Um, well, I actually started writing the book while I was studying um, illustration at university. So when I was, it was a, it was a university project while I was working in the care home um, and studying. Uh, and the book came about really because one day um, a child came into the care home um, and it completely transformed the environment and, and the interaction between um, this lady who was um, often very frustrated as a lot of people are living with dementia um, just was just let go you know there was so much joy and so much yeah just so much happiness so, and for every not just the lady being visited but everybody in the care home was so touched by it that they were speaking about it um, sort of throughout the, the evening in all sorts of um, different contexts but yeah the child had obviously really moved something in all of these people so um, yeah it really made me realize that I hadn't seen that yet so in the, the whole six months that I was um, helping out at the at the care home, um, only one child came <laughs> on on my shifts. Uh, so I just wanted to yeah make something to challenge that really and and support people in communicating and and hopefully uh, yeah removing some of that stigma and and helping people become less fearful. Okay, wonderful. Did you when you were doing this book? Did you research other uh, children's books on dementia or? Yeah, I did. So um, 
Yeah, uh, the Alzheimer's Society in the UK have an amazing uh, dementia knowledge centre uh, based in London, and um, I travelled there to to go to, yeah to go and look at the books that that, that existed already, um, just to make sure that I was doing something uh, that I felt was different to what already existed. I didn't want to recreate um, resources that were already already out there. So yeah, I spent I spent a good uh, day or so in there and. Yeah, found some wonderful books. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, and and there's just still not enough of them. There's not enough books for adults or children or you know people uh, who are living with dementia out there. Yet, yeah. um, yet we're really seeing it grow, which is is very very nice. Um, I just absolutely um, love um, seeing all of the attention you know coming. Uh, this way and and especially it's so nice to have you on since it's uh, World Alzheimer's Month and yesterday was World Alzheimer's Day it just seems so appropriate and I I personally think you know it's going to be our children who really end up having a huge impact um, you know with this disease in terms of how how we're going to move forward because I don't know if over in the UK but you know here we're really short on staff for caring for people and, yeah. uh, you know, with the demographics, that's going to be more and more of a problem. So we have to learn how to educate everybody. And we all have to learn how to care, care better moving forward with this disease. Um, can, you tell, can you tell us, um, you know, what sparked you to, to really write it? Was it just seeing, because you said you started the book, um, you know, before you were working, if I remember correctly, but when you were working, you only saw one child come and visit the whole time. Um, was there something else that, that sparked this, or was it just kind of a, a God thing that just told you to do it? No, it, it was that moment that sparked it, that, that uh, the child coming into the, the care home. It was, it was that that really triggered something in me. Um, I mean, I did start my illustration degree uh, wanting to become an art therapist, um, I've always felt really connected to the fact that sincere dialogue and you know that real one-to-one communication really changes people's hearts and um, I know that that requires a lot of vulnerability and I've always really wanted to know what I could do with my life so that I can make that easier for people you know to, to strip back and just really connect mm-hmm. and so um, yeah and and so children's books I was realizing more and more while I was studying that actually I could use some principles in in a sort of art from art therapy and and apply that within within children's books and just yeah it it's not about there being a therapist to speak with with somebody actually we can empower like you were saying about it's so it's so important that we um empower our ch- the children and we empower sort of society to be able to care for one another and and really look out for one another um and so i just thought a children's book would be a really great way to yeah to empower families to do to do that on their own you know that connection um and yeah dementia is a really difficult thing to talk about because I mean nobody understands it fully do they <laughs> like no. nobody nobody um, has all the answers and it can be quite scary to, to initiate a conversation uh, with a child when you don't you want to be able to give them all the answers don't you You want to be able to protect them um, and it can be difficult to initiate a conversation when 
when you when you don't feel you have that. So I just yeah, I just children's books are just such a wonderful bridge for discussion. Um, really provide that great connection and can be a really gentle way to introduce um, difficult subjects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just it just felt yeah, it something just really sparked in me. You know, like I just really felt connected to to doing that. I really yeah had to had to get it out. <laughs> When, when you saw the child um, there and interacting, did you see their interactions as being significantly different from adults? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose uh, it's, it's the, the lack of inhibition, isn't it? The, like, we, we wouldn't necessarily walk into walk in to a social environment and be like the, the child was sort of just screaming. As, she was only very young. She was about uh, two or three like shrieking and slapping her thighs and and the lady she was visiting was sort of mirroring that do, like yeah doing that back and they were just having a real you know without words the child didn't have words and and the, the lady didn't have words but they were c- communicating in such an energetic and amazing way um yeah so yeah really yeah I felt that was really different to what um a lot of adults bring Okay, wonderful. Can you um, tell us, you know, why you think it's um, it's important to get children involved, and um, and in how they can, how this can help them in terms of life challenges in the future? Yeah, well, I I think it's really important to let children to learn how to face challenges and suffering, and how to create value and joy. Um, even through adversity, you know, like through the most difficult situations. Um, and yeah, if they, if they don't learn now, then when will they learn? Like, as, as you say, this is the generation that's going to grow up and we're all going to be so responsible for um, supporting one another. Um, yes, if they're not going to learn now, then when? Uh, and yeah, just, I think, allowing children to be involved um just helps really deepen the character and the wisdom and the compassion and and courage as well and to help them just it's not just about sort of um feeling comfortable uh speaking with grandparents who might be or parents who might be living with dementia but actually being able to deal with whatever life throws at you you know and have that courage to to know that you can deal with it you and you can make things great for yourself and for other people um yeah, and life's, life's full of challenges, isn't it? So mm-hmm. why pretend it isn't? <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the things that I find fascinating is how children, um, the, the number of lessons children can teach us as adults in, a, in such a mm-hmm. subtle, subtle way um, because they, yeah. don't, they don't have any judgments. Um, they don't have, you know, preconceived ideas of how it's supposed to go. They just want to engage and have fun and, and love and just be peaceful and silly. And, and uh, as adults, I think we forget about all of that. And so to me, children um, with a dementia patient can really help us all learn how to play again and how to have fun mm. because we all mm-hmm. want that in our life. And, um, mm. you know, we, we sometimes as adults think we're being real compassionate, but if we step back and look at how we are delivering that, we're really quite judgmental and very limiting. Mm-hmm. 
um, where the, yeah. kid, the kids will just say, hey, let's go for it, you know, and, and if it doesn't work, then, um, then, I'll, he- then I'll help you. Um, but as, yeah. as adults, we say, come on along, but I'll do it for you <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a... Yeah, and I, I think... Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we, we apply so much strategy, don't we, as adults? I think we, we've learned so many social behaviors and so many... Um, we want to get it right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're afraid of getting it wrong. And, and children don't have that so much because they, I suppose they, they haven't learned all of those social norms and behaviors and, and the way things should be um, to an extent that, that the adults have. And, and in, a, in a way, people with dementia are sort of unlearning all of that, which is quite beautiful um, in a lot of ways. Uh, and so, yeah, you're completely right. They just, they just have this just pure connection, don't they? They're, just, they're in that moment, they're present, um, just dealing with what is there <laughs> mm-hmm. right, right then. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Can you tell us um, how you developed your storyline for your book? Yeah, um, so a lot of it was um, it, well. It began obviously the uh, the storyline began uh, within within the care home, and and I was I, well. It began by me uh, noting down certain things that I'd noticed that were the similar um, with resident, the residents um, in the care home, you know, certain certain behaviours that cropped up over and over again. Because I, I had no experience of dementia before I came, became an ex- assistant. So I sort of, yeah, walked, walked into the care home with that uh, naivety. And I, yeah, I knew nothing about dementia, in fact. Um, so it was a really, um, yeah, really... I learned so quickly um, and, and learned so quickly that sort of every person is so individual. Um, so, yeah, I didn't want the book to say this is, this is how it's going to be, this is how you deal with it because, because it's just you can't do that. It's every, every circumstance is so different um, to another. Um, so, yeah, I just picked up on certain similarities and so I'll, I'll tell a story of Oscar and his, his grandparent, you know, so it's, it's a story where, yeah, you're connecting with this person's experience and you might be able to share some similarities or, um, yeah, but ultimately it's not saying this is how it is and this is how you, you deal with it. It's, it's saying this is an example and yeah, here's Oscar and this is his relationship um, mm-hmm. and he really values it and he still gets so much joy. Yeah, I love how your, you know, your storyline sets up how he loves his grandma and she's the best in the whole world. And, you know, you give examples of them playing on scooters and teeter-totters and, you know, your drawings are just wonderful, you know, throughout this and, um, you know, exploring with the wind chimes and, you know, cuddling, reading a book. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just every single one of them is just filled with so much love. And then you... You see this little boy putting on his grandma's shoes and, you know, just helping her because she, she can't do that anymore. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so beautiful how there's, there's just no judgment. It's just like, he knows how much she does for him and, and he can't wait, you know, to help her, you know, do things. The other thing I I thought was really cute was when you um, drew out you know, grandma's new house 
and you know all the parts and where the stairs are in the bathroom and um, the yard and and um, her friend Albert's room and her room and the, it was mm-hmm. just I mean it's just darling um, to see yeah. see that in a child's eyes of all the stuff they're picking up on that we don't even sometimes appreciate that they're picking up on um, yeah. because we're too busy as adults but you know they mm. notice everything. And it's yeah, just so yeah. cute. Even, you know, in the day room, you've got some people sitting in chairs. You've got another couple dancing. You know, they're they're doing different things. Um, and it's just, it's wonderful to see um, a child's view, you know, of all mm. of this. And and um, how they, how, you know, how, sh- how you introduce grandma's friend, um, you know, to him. And so he can see how important, you know, her friend is, even though he's... He's uh, sick in a different way. You know, he brings grandma a lot of compassion and and, um, and love and pointing out the hoist and the alarms because, and he's got a wheelchair and, and you know, he doesn't see any of those as, as um, disabilities. He just sees them as part of him. And, yeah. and um, you know, what a lesson that is for us as adults um, because we, we judge and we look at limitations and, a child mm-hmm. just looks at possibilities. And, yeah. and I think that's a, a great, great lesson, you know, to teach all of us. And, um, you know, you go in the book and talk about, you know, grandma's getting forgetful. And so he makes a happy box for her of, mm-hmm. of different memories. And it's just, it's just so cute, you know, the different things you put in there. I mean, there's a there's a drill in there that I'm sure has got a story and a butterfly net and a shell and a, and a wrench and, you know, just all these, this variety of things that, um, you know, mean something to, to him and, and, and his grandma together. Um, and the telling of the stories, the importance of, of her life stories being told and, and he, you know, he likes to hear, he likes to hear her tell those those stories of when she grew up and what life was like or brushing her hair, the simplicity of just putting on somebody's shoes or brushing their hair. You know, it's, um, you really did a very, very nice job. What type of of reception have you been getting from people um, regarding the book? Um, Well, it's been absolutely amazing, really. Like so many, yeah, so many people have, have contacted personally saying how, how much it's helped help them um, in their family. You know, they're they're living living with dementia, and yeah, it's really helped them communicate with their children, which is is the best thing to hear. It's best to that's that's my favorite is hearing from from those people. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. So much so much better than I'd ever imagined, really. Because um, yeah, it was put on the reading well um, books for prescription list. Uh, this year um, over in the UK, um, which is a, a list um, that libraries have taken, taken, yeah, taken on. Um, and it's a list of, of books uh, that Reading Well suggests uh, will support people um, living with dementia. Uh, and so, yeah, health, health providers have access to this list and it's just yeah, widely available, which is, which is wonderful. Um, and, yeah, the Alzheimer's Society picked up on it very quickly, um, and so I've worked with I've worked with them. Um, uh, 
so yeah that's that's been great hearing such positive feedback from them um yeah the the, the feedback's been been great um and I, I just want to go back as well to to you saying about all the details within the book because that they were i'm really really pleased that you liked them and they, you picked up on those because they were really um important while, while i was writing the book uh, because i really wanted to show that sense of individuality you know like seeing the story of this person um yeah seeing the story of grandma um and as you say the relationship between her and oscar um and the fact that that i'm really glad you picked up on it being so much from a child's point of view because that that was very important to me as well i wanted a child to be able to really relate to oscar and say yeah he's he's like one of my friends mm-hmm. I, I understand like i i they might not have any experience of dementia in their own lives but they almost certainly have friends who do. So to be able to um, develop that empathy um, and some understanding of what they might be going through. And, and as you say, like, um, yeah, no, there's, there's no judgment there, is there? It's, it's people seek opportunity, uh, children seek opportunity and, and, and fun in, mm-hmm. in, in situations a lot of the time. So uh, it's really, yeah, they can bring that real beauty in that. Yeah, I, I like too that you you know you have in here. But when Grandma's angry or, or unhappy, you know Oscar can't spend time with her, and it makes him feel sad. But then you know you go on to say, but his friends and family that then take care of him, you know, and they're really good yeah. at, at making making Oscar smile again, and the importance of of having support and not feeling alone, and then you know, wraps up, but, you know, it doesn't make any difference if grandma is having a good day or a bad day. She's still the best grandma in the world, you know. Mm. It's just so beautiful. So un- unconditional love, you know, um, coming from a yeah. child. And it's just, like I said, I, I'm a firm believer they have so much to teach us as adults mm. um, in terms of, of how to care for one another and how to deal with our emotions. And, uh, you know, as adults, we push all that stuff away a lot of times. And, and it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be felt and, and understood. And, um, you know, we need, we, it's okay to reach out, you know, to friends um, and ask for help. Yeah. You know, big. Yeah, and it's not just okay, but it's so important, isn't it? Because you just, when you reach out, you never know who you might be supporting in the process as well. When you, when you make yourself vulnerable and share your experiences, yeah, you often find other people will then open up to you. And yeah, there extends a, a support network and, society, and, a, and a society that, that wants to help one another. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. um, do the libraries over there, do they do any, like, book readings at all? Or I know here in the U.S., you know, they'll have, like, story time for the kids. And um, I was just, it would just be so nice if they would, if they did that over there, if they would feature this book. I mean, it would be great if they did it here in the U.S. as well, um, just because I think it's a topic that... Um, is so much more expansive than just dementia. You know, it just teaches yeah. us how to care as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, they they do. And I've done I've done um a a few as well. Um I've been working with libraries and um and schools as well, primary schools, uh taking I've I've just become a dementia champion actually. So I've been trying to um integrate the the Dementia Friends Initiative, which is, um, for anybody who doesn't know, um, it's 
um, an Alzheimer's Society initiative of um, creating the dementia-friendly communities. So it's a basic information session uh, so that people are aware of dementia, aware of what, uh, yeah, what dementia can entail, aware that there are people around you in your society that are, are living through that and um, might need support. So you just increasing the sensitivity really of and compassion of of society. So yeah, I've been trying to combine those two things. I I, I find it quite important actually when when reading grammar. I don't know if you will agree, but um, to make it a, a fairly big session, so to be, have follow up activities and plenty of opportunity for for children to talk and ask questions and and explore. Um, the theme in their own way, uh, because yeah, I I would feel quite uncomfortable just just reading it and then and then saying bye, <laughs> yep. you know, um, yeah, giving that time uh, in my opinion is is really important. So uh, yeah, they tend to be not just quick quick library readings, but um, sort of half day workshop or at least yeah an hour or a couple of hours. Now I can't remember. Did you self publish or did you go through a publisher? No, I'm published by Child's Play. Okay. Um, I'm, I met those them in Bologna at Bologna Book Fair in Italy, which is a big children's licensing fair. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was wonderful to to have a, a mainstream publisher take take on this uh, this thing. This yeah, uh, yeah, and and want to get it out there. You know, want to um, want children to to see it. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're they're fantastic. They really cel- celebrate diversity um, at Child's Play, so that's really within their ethos. So um, I I really understand why it appealed to them. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. I I have a, a a story I should probably approach them on. Um, that's one of my yeah. stig- signature stories called Betty the Bald Chicken, and I've always felt that it's a it's a adults. It's a book that adults will buy for the children, and they'll be shocked at the lessons the children teach them through the book. Yeah, you know, because um, I just yeah. think it's so. I think it's so critical for that intergenerational. But sometimes we have to go through the back door, and people don't even understand the power of this little child sitting next to them and and the Ooh. influence that they have on us. And, uh, it's a, you know, I always tell people, you know, here in the U S anyways, uh, they're the ones that got people to buckle up in the car and quit smoking, you know, cause they were taught in school and neither were safe, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and they came home and drove their, their parents and grandparents crazy until they, until they minded. <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> so. Yeah, you're right. And, and absolutely you should definitely, yeah. If you've got something to say, definitely approach, approach publishers, approach child's day. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, nothing, nothing to lose there. That's for sure. Um, well, that's that's it. And you've got you've got so much, so many valuable experiences to to share, mm-hmm. um, so they need to be heard <laughs> as they are through your show. Yeah, well, working working together, you know, we'll get them we'll get them out there. Um, I don't know if you've seen the book that uh, Max Wallach wrote uh, that is called. I think it's called uh, Grandma Left Her Underwear in the Refrigerator or something like that. And um, But it's just a cute little book, uh, you know, kind of a story similar. Um, a little girl that talks about her experience with her grandma and kind of how she frames everything. But it's just so loving. And she goes through some trials and tribulations with her, but she always... She always just loves her grandma, even, you know, sometimes her parents will have to explain 
why um, something got messed up and she can't go where she wants to go because her grandma wandered off, you know, or, or had, yeah. had an accident, but then has all these moments of joy. And it's just uh, like your book, so loving and, and kind. And, uh, I th- you know, we need, we need more of those. Are you, are you working on any other children's books at the moment? Or? Yeah, um, I have just sent two texts to Child's Play, actually. Um, so waiting to have feedback on those, which is exciting. Um, I've been working full-time um, as a, in childcare, actually, for the last, since December. Um, so I've just gone down to four days a week, which will give me, hopefully, that extra day just to, to really push push these things and working working more with the Alzheimer's Society and um, and I'm working with a company called As Creatives as well who um, as a visual practitioner and they deliver workshops in schools and the community um, and we've been mind mapping ideas to build connections between schools and care homes so hopefully we'll have some real yeah arts workshops sort of that combine uh, the amazing minds of, of yeah resident elderly residents and also young children um, and seeing that present perfect documentary was wonderful where they've opened um, the, the uh, I don't know whether it's a kindergarten or a, a primary school though, uh, but they've opened it within the care home setting. So they, yeah, combine, combine their amazing minds, which is just, yeah, really inspiring and really exciting. It would be fun to see, and I, and I have not seen this. I'm sure somebody out there may be doing it. Uh, but for some of the uh, care communities to have a little book reading for grandchildren, you know, where they just circle around and everybody can listen to the story. And, and um, it would just be another way to draw families in to those communities um, yeah. and maybe, you know, lighten things up a little bit. Uh, cause That's ch- you're right. We need to make it more fun, don't we? It needs to be, yeah, we need to make it real life, make it. Yeah, lots of activities and and arts are a fantastic way of connecting people. Yeah, and and they all you know pretty much love being around kids. You know, they just think the smiles as soon as they walk in the door, um, you know, are just shared um, so brilliantly. And so, you know, doing that if it was you know once a month would just be a nice little treat. Um, I think for everybody and educational you know, to boot uh, with mm. that. So that's something I'll, I'll have to start talking a little bit more about. I, I just think that there's so many ways that we can um, get the kids involved, you know, with this. Or if it's the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, maybe even come in and, and um, do some reading to the kids in a community. Yeah. And, um, you know, it would just, it would be very, very fun to do on that. Um, the other thing that I've always thought would be would be neat is to, um, you know, have activities for children and people with dementia to do together. You know, we have a yeah. lot of stuff where a care partner can do an activity, but you know, maybe it's just something really simple like coloring, you know, together yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or painting or dancing or singing, you know, um, using little, you know a variety of, of music, musical instruments that are simple for everyone to, to handle if it's a shaker or a blower or whatever. Um, but just yeah, music's a powerful tool, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Yep. Just for that element yeah. of element of fun, you know? Um, mm. so 
Yeah, well, yeah, I, let's let's push that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Well, maybe that'll be in one of your your next books. It'll give people ideas of of how they yeah. can interact with with people. Well, well, Jessica, I can't thank you enough for this book because again, it, it's beautifully designed and written. Um, you can tell your your heart is just all over it, and I think I think anyone will be touched if they. Um, you know, go and purchase this book, and it's just called Grandma by Jessica Shepard, and it's got all kinds of awards <laughs> that it has won, and and rightfully so. Um, Jessica, do you want to give our audience some, some basic information on how they can reach you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to be available uh, after this on Twitter. Um, if anybody has any questions or, or wants to. Yeah, chat, ask anything, anything extra. So uh, my Twitter tag is at um, J-E-S and then capital S-S-S uh, and then little H-E-P-H-E-R-D. So that's Jess Shepherd, but with four S's all alongside one another. A little bit complicated. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be on there from, um, from 8 o'clock. Uh, if anybody wants to speak, or my Facebook is Jessica Shepherd Illustration. Wonderful. Well, this has just uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. Is there anything else that you would um, like to share regarding you know caregiving or dementia um, or your your writings or your illustrations with our audience? Um. Well, I yeah, just that if if people if people feel feel they have ideas, sort of they could write could write something or illustrate something get it get it out there really i i was on the, on a course and i really felt like um i couldn't do it you know i felt like i i wasn't a writer and i wasn't really an illustrator um but actually when you connect with something um well it just shows the the power it can have you know when you're really when you have a real sincere wish to support other people or to um yeah just to tr transform something just go for it everybody's a writer everyone's an artist um if you've got something to say say it because you just never know how how much it will help someone um and yeah just keep keep connecting keep talking um as i say i've only got i've only got limited experiences um deep experiences but li but limited to my to my own and yeah the more experiences like people share the better the better it's going to be and the more understanding um our world is going to have about things like this um yeah keep talking <laughs> yeah it's and you're right everybody can be whatever they want to be um, and again, mm. it's kind of that adult phase of we, we learn to, to disbelieve in ourselves. And, um, and that's, that really saddens me. Um, it really saddens me because anybody mm -hmm. has the power to be or do whatever they want. And um, yeah. we should never say no. We should always be looking at trying. And um, part, of, part of what you had said earlier in the conversation was, about, um, I think you said something like uh, adults worry about failure, where kids don't. You know, kids, mm. kids just do. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're not about is it going to work or isn't it. They're just about, well, let's try this. This, this feels yeah. right. Let's try it. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't prejudge outcomes or think about what people are going to think of them if it doesn't work. 
until we teach them that. And, um, I, and I think that's the, I think that's the, really the only way we're going to push and find a cure or push and find social means and connections and programs that can really help people is when we finally get out of our own way and stop worrying about what if it doesn't work? We need to start worrying about, you know, what if we don't try? Yeah. How much yeah, time? Yeah. Are, how much time are we losing? And how many people are in, impacted because we're scared? Well, yeah, absolutely. And how can we expect our children to to uh, fulfill their potential if if we're limiting ourselves in in doing the same? They're going to follow our lead, aren't they? So we need to. Yeah, we need to take that in ourselves. And I think it's not even, it's not about learning to not be afraid. Um, I think these things are scary for a lot of people and that's fine. That, that's, that's natural. That's, that's not something to, to shy away from. Um, yeah, very natural to be afraid of something we can't control. But it's, it's about not being defeated by it, isn't it? There, there, is, there are all these things trying to stop us from fulfilling our potential, but we, we can't be defeated by them. And by standing up to the, the fear and by um, saying, I'm not going to be stopped, I'm not going to be defeated by it, um, we really get to like forge a real strong character and a character that really inspires other people and really makes them think and makes them, gives them the courage to, to address things that they maybe didn't have the courage to address before. Um, and so, yeah, you just like you say, it's a knock-on effect, isn't it? We don't know who we're gonna, we don't know who we're gonna affect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Not be defeated, because um, it is okay. You're right. It is okay to be afraid, but not to be defeated, and and to believe in yourself. You know, we have to teach people to really, truly believe in themselves, and and um, you know, they're never gonna know what they could do if they don't try. You know, what yeah. what is it they could accomplish? I mean. In a million years, you know, when I started Alzheimer's Speaks, I mean, I never, I never even imagined that people around the world would know what I was doing. I never thought people outside of Minnesota here in the U.S. would know. I mean, I just thought, well, you know, maybe I could help a couple of people in my own community, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's exactly how I felt. But it's another example of of when your intention is so strong, like when your determination is so strong, even if it is just a, a strong determination to help one or two people, you will surpass, mm-hmm. you will surpass your expectations. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Well, I just, like I said, I can't thank you enough. I can't wait to see your next book. And um, I hope, uh, you know, if it's on dementia or caregiving, um, you know, I'd be glad to help, uh, you know, raise it to the roof side as, as much as I could. Um, and would love to have you back on the show because, again, beautiful, beautiful job, wonderful work you're doing and um, having a huge impact all over the world. And uh, oh, It's great to hear that. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been wonderful, yeah. It's been wonderful speaking to you. And the same right back at you as well. You're doing, you're doing so much, so much um, for families living with dementia. Well, great. Um, do, you, do you want to give people your contact information one more time? Yeah, so my Facebook is Jessica Shepherd Illustration, um, and Shepherd is S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Um, and my Twitter, um, and I'll be on there from 8 o'clock, is at Jess, and then 
shepherd with a double S. So there's four S's there. Sorry, a little bit complicated. So J-E-S-S-S-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Um, and yeah, I'll be on there from eight o'clock if anyone has any questions. Sorry, eight o'clock um, our time in, in the UK. So that will be... Um, eight o'clock would be two o'clock our time. In 10 minutes, Central. two o'clock. Yep, yep. And, yeah, and so that's from two Central. o'clock over there. Yep, three, um, three o'clock if you're out east, one o'clock mountain and noon Pacific time. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Translation. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Well, well, this is this has just been so so wonderful to be able to chat with you again. Appreciate your time late at night to uh, to talk with us. Um, but and hope, yeah, it's hope, hopefully, well, I know I had uh, mentioned it this morning on our dementia chats, and. One person said, now, what was the name of that book again? I want to I want to get online and, and order that right now. And so uh, hopefully, you know, more than one book will get sold here for you because it's a, a fabulous book. Um, it might be one where you actually want to buy a couple of them to, you know, if you've got a family that's involved with this uh, so that yeah. uh, everybody can kind of have their own because I, I think there's just so much you can do with, with this book. So, again, thank you so much for all you're doing uh, in the world of dementia and uh, Alzheimer's and caregiving. And Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, I suppose I better let people know where they can buy the book, actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. in, case, in case they want to. So um, you can get it at www.childs-play.com. That's the publisher's website. Um, please use your local bookshops. Um, keep them going because if we don't use them we will use them so um, yeah you'll be able to get it from your local bookshop or they'll be able to order it in um, or just any of the other usual providers Okay. Um, but local bookshops all the way <laughs> okay yeah because I know you can you can find it on Amazon I pulled that up right away uh, there yeah. but uh, yeah wonderful wonderful work again you have a brilliant week and again thank you thank you so much for, for all your hard work in getting this book out to everybody Thank you. Have a fantastic week. You Take too. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, I just want to uh, mention to you, if you're not familiar with the Twin Cities Hit Show, um, that is an online radio show that is broadcast here from the Twin Cities uh, Monday through Thursday at 9.30 a.m. each and every day, and you will hear hilarious commentary, and you'll hear about the latest news from your host, Rusty Gatenby, who is a former uh, KSTP traffic and entertainment reporter and comedian uh, Miss Shannon and the former Bloomington cop turned uh, turned comedian Chuck Gallup. They just do such a fun job on this show, um, and it's it, 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 the time will go by really quick when you listen to them. So check out the Twin Cities Hit Show at 9.30. Um, Monday through Thursday here at Alive and Social. A couple other programs you might be interested here is Apples to Apples, which is a sports show featuring a father and son. And uh, you'll find the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, You'll also find out if fathers knows best on that show. Um, when they kind of go back and forth um, um, bantering uh, with some fun and talking about uh, sports and, uh, you know, what, what's going on and, and who's going to win the battle there. Uh, the last one I want to mention is just uh, Pardon the Descent, which is a talk show um, hosted by comedian Joey Vincent. And he uses humor and sarcasm and satire to analyze Um, All the ongoing politics, and my gosh, we know there's enough of that going on right now, plus current events and social issues of the day. He is um, really 
um, progressive in, in, in learning, but he identifies politically as a nonpartisan pro-human, he says. So check out Joey at Pardon the Descent on Alive in Social as well. We've got lots of great programs here for you to listen to. Um, I don't think you will, you will lack uh, for anything there. I also want to highlight um, just some of the things we've done on Alzheimer's Speaks. Our last radio show um, was a rebroadcast of um, of an interview with Dr. Richard Isaacson, and he's the author of The Alzheimer's Diet. Great conversation. I know that you will be interested in that. Um, each Tuesday, you know, you'll hear us um, here at, at Alzheimer's Speaks, and we push that out via the blog, and it's on the website, um, Twitter, all the social media. Uh, so check us out. We also, twice a month, do webinars called Dementia Chats, and we did a, a webinar this morning, and I will be posting that probably this evening, the recorded webinar. But today we talked with our experts, and our experts are always those with dementia, so we were lucky enough to have with us uh, Paul Ann Gordon, Lori Shear, Harry Urban, and Truthful Loving Kindness. And they all are diagnosed with dementia. But we had just a great conversation um, covering several different things like what is it like to not recognize your spouse and how do you deal with that? Um, you know, it, we just had some really deep conversations and um uh, and I think you'll learn a lot um, from these hour chats that we have. And again, anybody can attend those. Um, they are free to the public. Our next one will be October 13th. And all the archives, just like the radio shows, are posted for you. There was also an article um, from the 12th um, that I wanted to highlight called uh, Town Makes Dementia Movie, His Neighbor Phil by Mara Botanis. And uh, it has a brilliant insight to this new dementia film, His Neighbor Phil, that was um, done in Zumbrota, Minnesota, a small town of 3,000 people, and how they all pulled together. Um, the Girl Scouts, the Kiwanis Clubs, everybody was part of making this movie, and it's pretty spectacular. And again, I think shows us a lot of lessons that we have to learn in terms of how to care for one another. I also got an email yesterday, um, and I wanted to bring this to your attention because I was not aware of this, and it is, um, uh, it, it was entitled Unleash the Power of Prizes to Stop Alzheimer's Disease, and it's about supporting and ensuring useful research ex, um, and, um, and, and really um, getting out there, getting people kind of in a contest for a cure. And they call it the Eureka Act. And it is a common sense legislation, which that's a big plus in and of itself, that would authorize prize competitions to accelerate the development of disease-modifying treatments, means of preventions, or cures for Alzheimer's and related dementia. Um, and what it will do um, is the Eureka Act would authorize the government to support these prize competitions to achieve high-priority breakthrough discoveries in Alzheimer's disease and other related dementias, including innovations in caring for persons with Alzheimer's and to support family caregivers. That is a big, huge thing. 
Um, it is linked to the national goal of preventing and treating Alzheimer's by 2025. And other objectives include the national plan to address uh, Alzheimer's disease. Uh, leading experts feel that this is really needed and that the U.S. needs to commit about $2 billion annually in research funding to maximize our chances of achieving this national goal. But today, we're dictated um, at about one quarter of this amount, and so we really need more federal funding. Um, wouldn't that be cool? I, I like the idea of the competition um, as far as selecting winners, they'll have a judging panel of experts that will be assembled to evaluate submissions and make recommendations on awards. And ultimately, the NIH will devise um, from other federal agencies will determine the award. So um, take a peek at this. I will be posting um, this whole press release with this information on my blog just so so you do have that, um, because I think that that's uh, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Um, I also wanted to mention I was down in Florida this last week, um, Tuesday through Sunday, and yes, I was the one that got blamed for six and a half inches of rain in Florida. Usually, they just have a little shower in the afternoon, but not so much when I was there. <laughs> um, but we still had a great time, anyways. I was down there with the Alzheimer's Association, the Southeast Florida chapter, and was honored to be able to do a premiere of the film, His Neighbor Phil, um, which was, uh, we just got a great response from, and the talk back that we did afterwards was um, quite enlightening. Most people wanted to speak up and, and participate in that, so that was very neat. And then the following day, uh, we had a conference, or they had a conference, which I was lucky enough to be part of, and that was very fun and unique, and they had one of the biggest turnouts that they've ever had, and it was very fun to be able to see some of my colleagues. Um, one person came all the way from Texas um, to meet me, which was really fun, and some of my other colleagues down there, Mara Botanis um, and her husband Dave, who, uh, who put me up um, for most of the trip, and then I also stayed with some other friends, uh, David and uh, or uh, David, John, and Richard, which was uh, which was wonderful as well. And uh, then Gary LeBlanc came out. Um, he was about three and a half hours away. It was Carol Larkin who drove from Texas, and then Lisa Rodriguez down in kind of the other portion of um, Florida uh, came up too. So it was really fun to be able to see some of my colleagues. But during this conference. Um, we also were honored to um, have uh, one of our speakers be somebody with dementia, which is um, so dear to my heart. I, I believe strongly we need to hear their voice. And Dottie Carson spoke, and she had the crowd in stitches. Um, she could just about be a stand-up comedian, um, but really touched people's hearts and, and motivated them. Mara Botanis is the author of When Caring uh, Takes Courage, and she is a brilliant, brilliant woman. Um, yet so humble. She has won the Jacqueline uh, Kennedy Onassis Award um, for her for all of her volunteer work um, in Alzheimer's. And she has this, this book, When Caring Takes Courage, that's really like three books in one. It will give you practical tips and tools. It gives you forms that you can use. It gives you um, activities to engage people, um, it gives you multiple ways um, to 
maybe get somebody in a car or help them take a bath if you're struggling with them. So check out the book, When Caring Takes Courage, a compassionate interactive guide for Alzheimer's and dementia caregivers. Uh, When I spoke with Gary LeBlanc down there, he just got done writing his new book, The After Effects of Caregiving, which is really a heart-wrenching story of what happened to him and his own personal process of going through um, the loss of a loved one and who are you after the fact. Um, So again, I I have to thank the Alzheimer's Association Southeast for allowing me to be part of that. Also, when I was down there, this was really quite amazing. One of the things that I do when I speak is I kind of go global to local in terms of initiatives to get people excited about the possibilities of what could be in their own community and how they could get involved. And one of the things I mentioned was Hodgeway, which is a a village over in the Netherlands that is a dementia community. And people, once they move in, never leave it, and there's no need to leave it. Um, But, of course, our loved ones can come in. And there's a woman in Florida who gave me a ton of information, and she wants to get one started here in the U.S. And to be honest, I have not had a chance to look over her information. But if anyone listening is interested in getting involved with this project, um, this is another uh, thing really dear to my heart. Um, She has has some projections here which are incredible in terms of cost. And I mean in terms of lowering the average cost. Um, I I think it's definitely worth a conversation. So please contact me if you would be interested in being on a team to help get that going. Uh, A dementia village here in the U.S. I think that's it for me today. I appreciate you being with us and uh, have a blessed week and we'll talk to you next week. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.